0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Damn Sports Show on Stereo, the Young Black and Bothered Sports Fest. I am your boy Q, and oh my God, was this weekend in, in the NFL? Some absolute garbage. I am joined by Cashley. Hey Cashley, how's it going? Greg, Hi. what's up, brother? <laughs> um, we are a man down this week. Um, Lou, hurry up and get better soon. So he will be on injured reserve this week, (laughs) and like sports analogy, there. But yeah, he um, he's on IR this week. Um, So hope you feel better soon, Lou. Um, But the show must go on. So, um, before we even get to talking shit and and talking to shit, we got to address something that happened. In our fantasy league this past uh, this past week, I believe it was on what was that Thursday? Mm-hmm. Some overall crazy bullshit. Um, first of all, let me just say, if you've been listening to this show for the last year and a half that we've been doing the show exclusively full time every Monday, we absolutely do not tolerate abusive language to others we don't just we don't tolerate discrimination to any to any group to any person we can laugh we can joke we can all those different things as long as it is in good taste the minute you start getting disrespectful is the minute that you have to fucking go we had that type of we had a situation like that in our in our fantasy league this week where we had to get rid of a member um greg do you want to give more contact
1: um we'll just absolutely so first and foremost let me say this um that person can suck an elephant's dick sideways um i'm with the disrespect because, unfortunately, what I don't do is let people talk, you know, talk to my friends any type of way, including myself. So when this guy decided that he was going to talk sideways, I was like, OK, I'm going to give him three chances. And most people don't give three chances. I'm one of those type of people. I'm like, I'm going to let the person bury themselves before I finally put the nail in the coffin. and Just call it a day. Right. So the only reason I'm addressing this the way I'm addressing it is because one of our faithful listeners cheated with this motherfucker. So let me just <laughs> start there. Um, and I'm sure he'll come on later and I'm going to address it again when he comes onto the chat live, because I, I feel really disrespected at the fact that you can't correct your friend's behavior when they have bad behavior. Our podcast, we've had to you know, correct each other's behavior when we got out of pocket. So I feel like a lot should be said about someone who you know that you're cheating with when it comes to fantasy fucking football. It's never that serious, ever. I don't think it's ever been serious enough where you and another person that you're friends with that ironically both have Florida fucking football names for your fantasy teams are cheating every week. Every fucking week is a little bit egregious, bro. Like, let me just play this voicemail and I'm gonna get into it because I'm gonna talk about it for like, you know, about like a minute or two, but hold on. I don't
2: appreciate it. Y'all could have pulled me behind the scenes.
3: Oh. Well, I'm a good friend. I could listen. I could take it.
1: Oh, well, no, we're not talking about you, Scotty, but I will say you are welcome to take this idiot spot on the fantasy football league. This team hasn't changed, but they cheated every week. And mind you where at week six, they have cheated every fucking week since week one. Immediately after the draft, they tried to do a trade, and they canceled it because they realized they were trading their entire fucking roster. You can't have a 6-2 trade. It doesn't work that way. So can can I just say their names outright? Sure, I can. So John, who is friends with the other guy, decided that he was going to go and try to stack his roster. When I say stack his roster, if I looked at his roster right now because of the trades that he's made, are ridiculous. So let's go back from week one, right? So week one, John's team consisted of Josh Allen, Corton Sutton, Allen Robinson, Jerry Judy, Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, Tyler Higby, Juju Smith Schuster, uh, Greg Joseph as the kicker, and Buffalo's defense. His bench was George Kittle, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Devonte Smith, uh, what's his name, Stevenson, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. He had Jarvis Landry, Devin Singletary, Nick Folk, and the Rams' defense. Someone would say, "Well, damn, that's a pretty good team. That's week one, right?" Am, am I tripping by saying that's a good team? Because I think it's a good team, especially for what, uh, what, an 18 league? No, I'm sorry, a 10 team league, right? No, it's it's an 18 teams. I'm sorry. So, fast forward to this week, week six. Q, I shit you, man. This is his lineup for the week: Josh Allen, Corten Sutton, Mike Evans, Curtis Samuel, Nick Chubb, David Montgomery. George Kittle, Ramondre Stevens, Ryan Suckup, the Rams defense, Brandon Ayuk, Devin Singletary, uh, Gerald Everett, and let me keep going, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, then Geno Smith, and then the Buffalo defense. Now, someone would say, well, where, where did some of those names go, right? Those names went to his fucking friend who he traded <laughs> these players for. Most notably, Derrick Henry. Let me let me run down some of the fucking trades that these guys made in this league because I think it's worth mentioning, right? So we'll say John's team, and then the uh, the guy who is no longer on this you know league's team, right? So the first trade they attempted to make, I think we vetoed that. John wanted to trade George Kittle, Jerry Judy, and Derrick Henry to. The guy who's no longer on the league for Stefan Diggs and Mike Williams. Now, someone would say, why? Because we all know George Kittle was injured that week and Jerry Judy was not producing because honestly, the Denver Broncos look like shit, even though you look a little bit better this night, you know, tonight, right? We all vetoed that trade. We said that it was a little bit egregious. Q, am I on par right now so far? Ashley, how do you, you feel? Are,
0: <clears throat> you are on par, yes.
1: Okay. So that was on. The 14th of September, so roughly week two, right? Then September 29th, they waited a week because obviously they got mad because we kept vetoing their other trades. He, talking about John, finally was able to trade Derrick Henry and DuVernay from Baltimore to the guy who was no longer in our league for Mike Evans and Ezekiel Elliott. Now, someone would say that was a fair trade. Somebody actually told us that was a fair trade. Even after us telling him that he's tried to make four previous trades that all were, you know, either vetoed or canceled because they were absolutely ridiculous. Right. So that trade we allowed to go through. We're like, all right, cool. They're just going to trade the best fucking running back in the league right now. Pretty much for Mike Evans, who was suspended that week and Ezekiel Elliott, because why not? Right. Like people make dumb trades all the time. But more importantly, like this is the second What I think it was the third trade at that point that they had attempted to do together. That was on the 29th. So then we're like, all right, cool. So Ashley and I, we said we were going to make a trade. Now, mind you, I messaged her. I was like, oh, I want to offer you a trade. I offered her a trade. I'm assuming she saw that it was a good trade. And that trade was Brandon Cooks, wide receiver one for Houston. Kyle Pitts, tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. And Antonio Gibson, who was at the time the running back one for Washington, right? For Austin Eckler and Jalen Waddle. Now, someone would say, Okay, that's that sounds like the trade that was there before, right? Now, this was October 5th. I shit you not. I shit you not, You. Not less than seven days later, on October the 13th, John <laughs> decides to make another trade. So now we're at trade. Trade actually, was it trade number three that had gone through? But more importantly, trade offer number six between the same two teams. He traded away. Jerry Judy and Tyler Higbee, and he received Keenan Allen and David Montgomery. At this point, everybody in the league is like, something's wrong here. Something is really fucking wrong. Q in my line, Ashley my line. Like, I, I hope I'm not saying these things to be disrespectful, but I'm definitely, no, I, I'm just reading off these trades, right? So we're in the chat, you know, and the guy is going off. He's calling our, our lady correspondent, Ashley bitches saying he doesn't do deals white people talking about lou he's going and saying how this league is rigged and we're just all sitting there like do you realize the fucking trades you've made now this is after at the beginning of the league and the chat is still up q confirm if i'm lying we asked specifically like yo do y'all know each other because y'all are making these fucking trades the two of y'all are absolutely making these trades like y'all are friends and we were told oh no we, we don't know each other. It's just two dudes in Florida. Like, it just randomly happened like that. Am I lying about this? You nope. Yeah, okay, thank you. So, fast forward. Uh, Well, fast forward for you guys, but rewind like three episodes ago. So, three episodes ago, John, who's actually in the chat now, so I would love for him to speak for himself, he says, and I quote, yeah, man, like the trades, we thought it was even. So, what we did was nobody else wanted to trade with us, so we traded with each other. And it's like, That's the equivalent of me giving Q, knowing my record is bad in the league, all of my good fucking players so you can stack your team. You know what that's called? Fucking collusion. I think that's actually in the terms and conditions of Yahoo Football and ESPN and CBS and everywhere else, NFL.com. They literally say, you know what, you can't make more than three. I think it's actually a law. Like You cannot trade more than three times with the same team. I don't even think that's ever happened in any fantasy league I've ever been in. Where you can trade with the same person three times. How many fucking players can you possibly trade somebody three times, right? So there's that. We get into this chat the next morning. And this guy, I don't know if he was drunk, sober, you know, crazy, high, whatever. He is going the fuck off. And he's going off about the trade that Ashley and I made. Because he says he wanted CD Lamb, according to the chat. Not only did he want Ceedee Lamb, he was mad because he was higher on the waiver order, completely negating the fact that you know what he did? Q just made that fucking trade last week. And anybody who knows when you make trades, when you go make waivers, you know picks and everything in fantasy football, what happens? Doesn't your name get relisted at the top? I thought I thought that was the case. I know I'm not crazy, but either way, long story less long. He's being super disrespectful, and I'm trying to say, you know what? I wanted to hit John up. It's like, yo. Please get your friend because this guy's a fucking idiot and I don't want to disrespect him. So I'm letting him get his shit off and he just kept going. And then I said, you know what? We're just going to mute him from the chat. And apparently that didn't work because he decided he wanted to continue going. And I was like, all right, cool. We'll let him keep his team. Let him keep the players, whatever. He's still fucking going. At that point, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give him one more try. And then he called Cashley a bitch. At that point, I had had enough. I said, fuck him. And truthfully, since John didn't say anything to him, it's fuck the collective. Because John should have called his friend, checked on him, and said, you know what? Like, bro, like, you're doing the most right now. You're you're doing some real bitch shit. And John, no disrespect to him, because I love John, like, family. My issue with John was the fact that John really said, yo, LOL, he's wilding right now. And we're sitting there like, yo, this guy just... You're condoning this behavior. You're letting this shit fly. Even after we gave you three three straight trades that we knew was collusion. We know y'all friends now. Not only do we know that y'all are friends, we know y'all making lopsided trades. So now, John no longer has his friend in the league. He hasn't offered a fucking trade yet to anyone because he knows now that guess what? Can't trade for everybody because I have everybody. So if he wins the league, Will it matter? No. Casually, Q. I don't think it would matter if he goes and wins the rest of the season. It's going to be pretty much the Patriots when they went fucking seventeen and zero. It's like, well, guess what? Yeah, they won all those games, but shit was kind of rigged. Have I said anything, Q? Like, do you want to add on to this? Because the last, do you have anything you want to say? Because I only have only one other
0: statement. I, I, I really have nothing else to say. You know what my everyone who listens to this show knows what my stance is. Like I will I will let you get your shit off. I will let you talk. You can talk all the shit you want. As long don't be don't be a dick and don't be disrespectful. The minute you the exactly. minute you become disres- disrespectful and outrageous, you have to go. Like I exactly. just don't I don't there's a lot of things, a lot of things that I tolerate. There's a lot of things that I tolerate, but i that's one thing I do not tolerate at all in no way in no way shape or form. so I have nothing else to say, like he dug his grave, yeah. man, yes, to lay.
1: Yeah. I I I'll I'll leave it there, you know, when it comes to that. Now, I will say this, um someone asked me and someone will ask, what are you going to do with this lineup? Now, we had three options according to Yahoo when they finally messaged me back. They said, "Well, you can dump his roster and give it to everybody else." And I said, "Well, that's not right because guess what? If we do that, then it's like okay, you, you get a whole new draft all over." And then they said, "Option number 2 is you can lock his team and put all of his players on the bench and then it's just a free win for everybody." And I was like, That's not right. That's not right because we're at week six. That means every week, you know, it would kind of be colluding in our favor because we know for a fact we don't even have to prepare for, you know, that blank team because guess what happened with the blank team. You could just literally start your kicker and win that week. Because it's zero points going against one, two players, which again, is not fair to anybody. So what I said I would do is to Keep his players the way he set them before he was kicked out of the league. Now, saying that to say this, Q and Ashley know when it comes to that, that means that those players when they're on by that week, they do not get moved. So when his quarterback has a bye, he's starting that week. When his running back or defense, any other player is starting that week, you know, but they're on a bye. Guess what? They stay that way from now until week 14 when the playoffs is. And right now he's sitting in the playoffs. Unfortunately, though, if he wins the league or if him and John win the league, you know what happens? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But I have a message for John. John, your friends need to know, and you especially, oh, got it. Thank you. You need to know that your friends and you cannot collude In fantasy football, the reason why I say this, and I'm only going to say it one time. I've seen people literally get fought for paid leagues who do that shit. I'm in quite a few paid leagues. That shit doesn't fly at all. Q, what would you do if this league was $50, $100, $200, and you find out that two close friends are doing lopsided trades or just trading amongst each other to make sure the best player of the week goes to that person to make sure that the record's good knowing that you know what they quite they might if they get to the finals and win they're just going to split the money
0: oh it would be a problem yeah that's all I'm gonna say it it, it would be a serious problem yeah I, I thought the same and I've been in a league like that
1: and you know what happened that dude He was like, you know, he won the league and he's like, oh, well, the belt, he won the belt. We had the whole ceremony and everybody's like, bro, like we can't be friends with you because you colluded. And then the commissioner was like, I can't even give you the money because you broke the rule. And he was like, well, it's all fair because like, you can't tell me who I can trade against. And he was like, it's actually in the TOC. You're not supposed to trade with the same person more than twice. Y'all have done it three times now. So we put it into that. And I know I spent a good 10 minutes on this. But I only wanted to say it because I felt like it needed to be addressed for anybody who does play fantasy football. And I swear to God, I wish that Dan Rod was here because he would have probably went off as well. Certain shit does not fly. And you don't want to be labeled a fucking cheater in something so simple as a free fantasy football league. Because if you do it in a free league, you couldn't be invited in a paid league. So that being said, let's get back to the show because I would like to hear about wrestling from Cashley.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, <clears throat> um, that was something that definitely needed to be addressed. Um, like I said, and I will die on a hill uh, with this statement: Do not come in being disrespectful. Do not come in being a dick and an asshole because you will be dismissed. That's why they're in the, they're in the league on this show. Anywhere, don't come in being a dick. Anyway, none of that is none of that has been addressed, Cashley. What has happened in the world of wrestling since we were last live two weeks ago?
4: Oh my gosh, so much. And I'm so excited because like, what a time to be a wrestling fan. But I'll get into that a little later. Um, We're going to start off with some WWE news. In matter of fact, the whole segment is going to be WWE. I mean, who else are we going to talk about? (laughs) So it's going to be WWE. Um, Last Saturday, they had their uh, Extreme Rules pay-per-view. So I'm going to go over the winners of the card. Uh, Starting with the uh, good old-fashioned Donnybrook match, we had the Brawling Brutes defeat Imperium. Now, I know what I said on the show initially with, I mean, if you've seen one street fight, you've seen them all. But this one was actually really good. And I actually got to say, this was my favorite match on the card that night. So the Brawling Brutes won that match. It was hard hitting. There were little props that they could use to beat each other up with. But it wasn't overdone. And I think that's the good part about it. It wasn't It wasn't too much. They didn't do too much. It was just right. Moving on, we have uh, Ronda Rousey winning the SmackDown women's title. I don't know. I've said it so much on the show. I just can't get with a Ronda Rousey match. Um, and 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 this one was really no different. And unfortunately, I think uh, Liv Morgan did not have a sufficient run. And I think if I want to compare it to the other women's title, in WWE the Raw Women's title and Bianca Belair um Liv's run is very underwhelming and I don't know what they plan to do with her going forward uh if you saw the match she was kind of smiling while she was in a submission so I don't know what that's a signal to come but we have a new uh SmackDown Women's Champion Ronda Rousey Mm-hmm. um following up we have the Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross match. Um to me this was like one of those fillers and Karrion Cross picked up that when it, it wasn't exciting it wasn't all the way bad but it was it, it might have been one of those bathroom ba- break matches so uh next we have a ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship which Bianca Belair was able to retain. And I actually got to say, I was pretty surprised by that because with uh, attitude adjustment of uh, the tag team winning the tag titles, I thought for sure that they would put the title on Bailey. But nope, Bianca Belair was able to retain in a first ever women's ladder match. So they actually made history with this one. So it
5: was it
4: was a really good match. Um, and of course, Greg, Laquita Lyons was actually ringside
1: for yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. match. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about Nikita Lyons. I'm, I'm just am just leave her alone. What I will say is my early pick for Match of the Night was that match because not only was yeah. I entertained, they put on from the moment they came out the ring, you know, to the ring, yeah. to the moment they left. And mm-hmm. you, you felt like it made sense. And I mean, the entire pay-per-view, you know, spoiler alert, was good to me. But that match it set a, a really high bar when it came to the rest of the card yeah. because it's like okay like yeah. you can you can't do better than this but you better be on par or close to it and right it, it just makes me believe it's like oh like they made the right decision of keeping the belt on Bianca Belair. like mm-hmm. she deserves it right now but just for me what i think in my thoughts is that means Sasha Banks is that much closer to coming back and <laughs> <laughs> you think so winning it. i think so i think that's why they kept it on i honestly think that's exactly mm-hmm. why they kept it. they were like you know what yeah and then what we have two more papers no we only have one pay-per-view because i don't think there's a november one i think well it's just december right so because they don't know they the don't Survivor have a december series one. is coming up yeah it's, it's just that one because they don't have the december yeah. one anymore so i mean yeah if she comes back at Survivor Series it makes sense I mean because she's been gone for what eight months now at this point well no because she's mm-hmm. been having eight months it's actually yeah. WrestleMania right been so about it. like seven eight months yeah. so yep. why not have her come back and then towards the end of you know the end of the year is like hey you know what build up something for Royal Rumble build up that match mm-hmm. for WrestleMania so I'm excited I haven't been this excited in you know the entirety of the WWE but this pay-per-view was better than WrestleMania no, no. Actually. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is the second best pay-per-view outside of WrestleMania the Stone Cold Night for me. And that's just my personal opinion, but this was a mm-hmm. really really good card. But this match, I think it should go in the the top 10 matches of the year when it comes to all total of wrestling. And I haven't seen a total of yeah. all of the like, you know, like New Japan and stuff like that, but the way I feel mm-hmm. about this, I haven't felt and then how they pretty much snubbed that list that you had done a couple weeks ago about the women and them not showing, like, their accolades and what they've done throughout the year. This right. match shows that they can get it done in less mm-hmm. time than it would take a man to do a match yeah. and pull it mm-hmm. off better. It looked clean. So, right. yeah, this is yeah. in my top 10 yeah, matches for 2022.
4: Yeah. But what else did you have? Yeah, Agreed. Yeah, so the next match was um, the I quit match. Now, <clears throat> I think we were all kind of wondering, okay, will Edge quit? Because he he's quit a lot. So it's like, you, you've seen one Edge, I quit match, you, you've seen them all, right? And I think, honestly, this one was no different. But of course, Finn Balor picked up the win for this one. So, um, of course, Edge he proclaimed he quit to save his wife, who still got hit and hit anyway with the chair because of Rhea Ripley. Um and and another interesting thing I do want to point out with this. So this was the last time we would see Ray Mysterio on a on the raw side. Um this past Friday, he went to Triple H, who was on SmackDown, and said, you know, he didn't want to do it anymore. He didn't want to fight his son anymore, he was ready to quit. So Triple H pulled him to his office, like, no, let's, you know, talk it up a little bit. Let's work something out. So Rey Mysterio was offered a full-time SmackDown contract. So now Rey Mysterio is now full-time on SmackDown, which I think is really good for Dominic because he's really spreading his wings and he's able to finally step out of his father's shadow. So it's actually a good move for both Rey and Dominic. So, but yeah, uh, Finn Balor won that match. And of course, Edge. Had to quit, so. And then, finally, our main event. Uh, we had Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins in the fight pit. And, of course, Matt Riddle picked up that win. Um, <clears throat> at this point, I, I, I was kind of over the Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins matchup. It's like, okay, this needs to be the absolute last time they face each other because it's, it's kind of going overboard now. It's, it's a little too much. So, but at Despite all of that, it was still a pretty good match. Um, I think that was the first time in that particular format that they had a match like that. And of course, with Daniel Cormier as the official um, for that main event. Now, let's get to the real, real main event of this show. That is the return of Bray Wyatt. Now, at the end of the Riddle match, when they hit the lights, and then everybody lit their camera phones up, and they started to play Bray's theme song. Oh, my God. I got so excited, goosebumps, it's like, oh, my God, he needs to come out already. And it's like they, they stalled us just the right amount of time to really get her typed up before they brought him out. And, wow. For me, this was like Undertaker-level goosebumps i just i I was that excited like wow but yeah yeah, what do you think about that greg um
1: outside of stone cold in my personal opinion um probably in the top five biggest pops i've seen this might take yeah the this might overtake the scene of royal rumble for me like I think it's that big. It's it's bigger than the Edge one, clearly for me, because you know I'm a fan of Edge. Yeah. It's like, all right, how many more times? Like, no, Mm-mm. right. This one, this one right here for me, it's like American Badass Undertaker level. Like when that first happens, like, wait, what the fuck? Like, what? This is different. This is Stone Cold yeah. WrestleMania this year. Like to me, that's still the biggest pop I've ever heard and i wasn't there right. live so i could only imagine what it was like um it's bigger than the rock coming back in my personal opinion it's bigger than Goldberg's thing from it was just like oh it's yeah, it fit <laughs> It fit cuz it's like yo like everybody knew it everybody knew like no spoiler alerts people were just like no it has to be him but the rollout mm-hmm made the pop even better. Because it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. we the fans finally are getting what the fuck they want. Yeah. That mattered to me so much because we've dealt with Vince for so long, BSing Mm -hmm. us, and, you know, giving us, like, Eva Marie. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, nobody wants that. Like, give us fucking break. (laughs) Like, and it was hard for me because it was like, okay, like, how are they going to bring back Braun And bring back Bray. Mm -hmm. But then we have to give credit to Triple H. The guy -hmm. who was almost once fired for saying what was best for business. Did what was best for business. And Mm -hmm. that, even the, I think it was a total of like 43 seconds. Worth it. Mm -hmm. Fucking worth it. I think I watched that Mm -hmm. clip like 16 times. I felt like they cut it off a little bit short and the, the sequencing was off like, when he blew up, he was supposed to blow out the light versus you know mm-hmm. him actually like you know going off camera. But right for me, fully worked it. I just want him to have a belt. I know people like, oh no, give it to Cody. No fuck that. Cody can get his shot when he comes back. Right. And he can get a bigger pop. I think right now the best thing is for Bray and Roman. Nobody wants Roman anymore. I think a lot of people starting to feel like me, where it's like oh like again. Mm-hmm. More, more like no. We, we need something new. And if they don't put a belt, and I'm not talking about a U.S. title or mm-hmm. you know intercontinental, nah, put he, he the fucking title. belt on him, and he mm-hmm. needs to hold that shit through WrestleMania. We can get a right. Roman and Rock match without a fucking title, or just mm-hmm. let Roman, uh, Roman have the Raw title because you need to build that brand up a little bit more. People are tired of the fucking Usos. They're tired of the the little brother. They're tired of Roman. They're tired of I never thought I would see um, Heyman. People are just like, "Yo, they're bored They're tired of it." It's like, "Yo, we we saw this for seven years with Brock, and now we're seeing it again for like the third year with mm-hmm. Roman." It's like, no, like enough's enough. Like the gimmick is done, and I feel like, in my personal opinion, Roman's done with it. It's like the title run. It's yeah. like, you know what? I'm <laughs> I'm doing this because like it's what's best for business, but I'm not happy with it anymore. You know, it's not genuine, and With the amount of talent that Triple H has to build in the next 18 months, Roman Mm -hmm. can't hold two titles. Honestly, Roman shouldn't have a title right now. If you're going to do him like you were doing Cena, then do away with his belt and flick that Mm -hmm. law that you, that you guys applied saying that if they don't, you know, defend the belt for 30 days, they have to go. I feel like Mm -hmm. Bray, Bray is the one person outside of, I'm trying to think of another person, like outside of like a brawn. Or honestly, like, I want, not Cesaro, um, like Seamus, where,
6: mm-hmm. like,
1: they won't bury the person that they wrestle with because it's either a good match or they make that person better and they don't come out right. looking, like, you know, like their stock drop. So mm-hmm. I can see, like, if Vince was still doing what he, you know, if he was still in the business, Bray would have come, you know, he would have came back, but he would have instantly been in, like, the tag team pitcher or the US title pitcher. Going against like Seth, and then Seth winning the first match just to like kind of like what's that thing that they talk about with wrestlers? Like they have to like pay like homage to like the the wrestling business. Like oh, you have to mm-hmm. lose before you win. It's like oh, you could just be that so you could be that fucking good that you win. Right. Is that he's he's better than half the roster. And He's been gone for
4: a year, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. that. Yeah, that and the fact that, you know, he really shouldn't have been released in the first place. and Bingo. You know, and I think that was really one of the things when we all said, okay, yeah, Vince has got to, he's got to go. Like, if not, then it's all going to go downhill. It's like, that was probably one of the more shocking releases of of, of that year. Yeah. Like, you really let Bray Wyatt go. Instead of really listening to Bray and just kind of let him, you know, do what he do, you know, they, you know, they released him. And exactly. and I think his and I think his time away was really I think his time away was really productive. And I also really like how the WWE reintroduced him. Like the little vignettes mm-hmm. with the white rabbit. It, it added had just enough suspense, but it didn't overdo it. And they didn't draw it out like they did with like, you know, Beer Mahan, where they was playing mm-hmm. to joint every week for like two months and he only appeared mm-hmm. like maybe twice. So they yep. didn't they didn't do they didn't do it too much. They did they did it just right. And it's like, yeah, y'all, y'all were on the money with that one. But yeah, yeah. definitely give Bray the title. Um and I and I've I pretty much stated on the Melon and Matt how I feel about you know drawing out title reigns. I th- I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's played out at this point. Um, I can kind of see why they do it, but too long is actually too long. And, you know, you can kind of get bored with it. But, uh, yeah, so before we step away from WWE, I do want to say a shout out to two of the newest call-ups. We have Legato Del Fantasmo made their SmackDown debut uh, two weeks ago and they attacked Hit Row. So that was one of the call-ups I was waiting to see. However, there's a little bit of of a mix-up with them. They're being paired with Selena Vega instead of Electra Lopez. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people out there kind of questioning that. And as as much as I was excited for Electra, I can kind of see why now, they paired them with Zelina, but they got to be careful with that because don't turn this into another Zelina and Andrade kind of thing. They got to be real careful with how they really work this. You know, she's good on the mic, she's a really good manager, she's good in the ring. So I can see why they made that addition. But like I said, they got to be careful. Don't turn this into another uh, Zelina and Andrade because he's not Andrade. So they got to be careful with that, and also Carmelo Hayes made his uh, debut on WWE's main event, which is their other show. Which they it's kind of like their I want to say it's their second tier show mm-hmm. um, behind Raw and SmackDown. You have main event to where you can you know try out you know NXT call ups to see how they work um, with the main crowd. So yeah, he actually made his debut facing Cedric Alexander. And from what I heard, it was really good. So shout out to mm. Mello getting his first taste of the uh, the main roster.
6: Yeah, but yeah, that deserves it.
4: Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, that that's it for WWE. And of yeah. course, uh, next week I'll talk more about New Japan. They got a lot going on too, but I'll save that for next week. Oh
1: yeah! Well, this couldn't wait. I know we waited the week, and I was so I was like, "Yo, I really want to talk about it." And I was like, "You know what? We'll just go watch football." And I was so mad because I was waiting to see what Bray did, and you know, mm-hmm. I, the only thing I want to speak on is that speech he made. You mm-hmm. wouldn't get that under the old regime of WWE. That right. vulnerability. It's like, oh, Yo, you know, he can be vulnerable, and like this week, and then be a villain the next we like that storyteller. Like, we understand that storytelling. So, even if Braid comes back as, like, a face, whatever. I don't give a shit. Like, it it doesn't matter. I don't get that often. The last time I felt that way about somebody, like, truthfully, was The Undertaker. Like, I mean, I'm sure Mm -hmm. there are other people I'm, like, paraphrasing of, like, you know, wrestlers. I'm like, you know, I like them as a heel or, actually, no, like, Jericho. Like, I like Jericho as, like, a face or a heel. No matter what. It's Mm -hmm. just, like, it doesn't matter. I'm just like a huge fan of Jericho. However, when it comes to Bray, it's like you're actually rooting for him when he's a heel. It's like, oh, like no. Like mm-hmm. he, he it makes sense. It has a point. It's like Thanos. Like he's like the Thanos of like WWE. It's like, you know what? Everybody hates him and they want to take him down, but they can't because he actually kinda of makes sense. Like the storyline makes sense. And it's so, in-
4: yeah, and that's actually and it's actually interesting that you brought that up because this is a really interesting thing that's happening uh, in wrestling right now where Nobody's really digging the baby faces too much. Um yeah. so of course I, you know, Bianca Belair, she's she's a real strong exception to this. Like the crowd love her, but you know, you have like folks like Liv Morgan and Adam Page in WWE, I mean, I'm sorry, in AEW, where they're getting booed. And these are like baby faces. So it's like there's yeah. something going on to where nobody's really trying to Root for baby faces anymore. Exactly.
1: Well, I am watching, and I'm glad that even though we were partially right about the whole WWE tanking thing,
5: mm-hmm. Vince went
1: down instead of the company. Right. I'd much rather him go down instead of the company because the, the sky's the limit at this point, and it feels mm-hmm. damn good to know that the brand is truly strong. It actually is strong. So we have we have yeah. some stuff to. You know, think about over the next you know month until Survivor, see, uh, Survivor Series. And oh, one other thing, um, remember I said that that fucking that day one thing was the corniest fucking pay per view ever. I read it, the rumor yeah. of them like scrapping it. Good, mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. good. Like I, I have no other punchline to that. Just good. Do something mm-hmm. else, or just wait till Royal Rumble. Give people a month to build yeah. the storylines. Two months, like right. you know, if you're gonna start day one, just start day one, and then like you know what, we're mm-hmm. gonna build. Or use right. day one as the draft and then or, you know, what I've always wished they did was use the rumble as a draft. Like, you know, or find a way to do that. Like have mm-hmm. a draft and you just have like certain people, they come out and the number that they come out in, like as a draft, is what they'll end up being the night after. It's like, okay, if you were the fifth entrant, you know, or whatever, you're going mm-hmm. to SmackDown. And then if you win, not only do you get the title shot, but you get to pick which brand you want like Shit like that, like right. Triple H, he's gonna figure it out. I believe in him, Vince. Yeah, this is
4: your fault because, yeah, because I think the real test of the Triple H uh, regime is really gonna be at Mania, mm-hmm. like Royal Rumble and Mania. That's gonna be the real true test of how it's going under him. So, yeah, I, I, I think, I think we're gonna see. Some really big things coming from, you know, Rumble to Mania, because that's gonna be, like I said, the mm-hmm. true test of how things go on to him.
1: Well, what what if he does something that we've all been asking him to do and it's just combined mania with NXT for WrestleMania? And just have them, like even though it's two nights, have both mm-hmm. and then maybe Saturday have the main event be NXT. Like I think I think he's gonna
4: do that.
5: Yeah, because he, does. Like,
4: he, he loved NXT. Like, that's his baby. Like, so I think we're definitely going to get, like, NXT during Mania. Not, like, a separate kind of thing. Well,
1: I cannot wait. I, I am ready for it.
4: Yeah, and, and there seems to be some voice notes, so.
1: Oh, Lord. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's see how these go. So we got one from Scotty, we got John's, and we have Info Pete's let's go
3: thing in his spot I'm down I accept
1: okay so now we have Scotty who is going to take that spot so you actually have somebody who compete I will go and just message Scotty on the back channel because we need to fill that slot um John you cannot trade him I'm going to veto it but there's another story for another day next voice now
3: I agree. Roman Reigns does need to lose the title. He hasn't really fought anybody in a title match besides Brock Lesnar. And we all knew he was going to beat Brock. I'm basically tired of seeing him with the belt, him and the Usos. They
5: have to make a change. Agreed. We got Info Pete. Good evening, Um, the principal, Cashley, and Greg. Um... An observation for me: Do you think LA Knight is the potential twenty-two, twenty-three Stone Cold Steve Austin in just his mm. mannerisms and his about mm. and is about about it attitude? Mm.
4: Um, I don't know. I, I might have to watch him a little closely before I make that assessment. Yeah,
5: yeah.
6: I've heard of I him. I just him haven't seen enough life. of him. What?
4: Well, yeah, he was in that uh, M&M modeling kind of group we was talking
1: oh, about. The oh, the,
6: ga- the, the guy right. that looks like Elias. Right.
1: Okay.
4: Right.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think we had enough for that. And then I got an email today saying, oh, Elias is coming back on Raw. And I was like, oh, fuck. Here we go. But <laughs> anything is possible. We got one more for John. Let's see what he got.
3: Question. Do either one of you think that Cody Rhodes would be the one to come back and take the belt from Roman Reigns.
4: Um, it, it wouldn't be the best thing to do, to be honest with you. Like I said, I, I think with the crowd loving Bray so much, and the fact that he's back now, if, if they put it on anybody else, that would be a bad move. Give Cody, Absolutely. like I said, let him hold it until Mania, at least, or Maybe until 2024 is mania, and then have Cody come in. That would be the best thing for business.
6: Because, like I said,
4: the pop for Bray is just way too loud to put on anybody else. Exactly. And the thing is, like, Cody oh, yeah. Can... I feel like Cody
1: should start. I know somebody's going to say this is ridiculous. Intercontinental. Bring yeah. some prestige back to that title. Because that's true, everybody can't be in the title picture. And as much as people want Cody to be in the title picture, there's a lot of people that are going to be free agents in a month that are going to need to be built up. And when I say built up, they're going to go through that that gauntlet of Edge, Seth, you know, Cody, and like like mm-hmm. that on Raw. And then obviously, like SmackDown is going to have its thing. Like I feel like the first test. You know, for Bray is probably going to be Braun. They're going to put them together because they've always worked together, but they've never mm-hmm. like worked like one on one for storyline, and they can't be buried. So there's that. Right. Um, and isn't um, Big E supposed to be coming back too? So it's like okay, I Big think Eve. so. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm.
1: like add him to the picture. Like it's going to be a lot of shit. I think they're saving him for Roy uh, for Royal Rumble. So there's that. There's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening, and Raw needs it. Roman can honestly. I hate to to say it, if he's not fighting Rock, he can miss Mania. And I don't think anybody would give a shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because people, when they do see him, they don't want to see him. So it's like, oh, like, if he's in a match and it's not with Rock, nobody's going to care. It's going to be like, okay, we've been waiting for five years. Like, if it's not this, Mm -hmm. you beat everybody for three years already. So it's like, unless they bring Cody and feed you Cody, it doesn't matter. And then it would be kind of like cheapening the brand if it's like, oh, Cody comes in and has like, that that Goldberg match against Brock you know against Roman it was like he comes in there and they do the Vince special where it's like he comes in Cody and then he has that that minute and a half match with Roman that's impromptu where who wants to challenge me for the belt I've been holding it for a fucking 16 centuries, and then Cody's movie mm-hmm. music comes out he gets this big pop and then they take off the belts I you know I'm sorry you take off like his gear and all this other stuff gets in the ring, they have the stare down for, like, three minutes, and then they do the, the Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, the lock-up, right. and then after they do the uh-huh. lock-up, you know, the push-off where he lands, you know, Roman lands to the corner, it's like, oh, he's kind of fucking strong, and then, you know, you have the tease of the spear, and then Cody kicks out of it, and then after Cody kicks out of it, uh, Roman kicks out of his shit, but then after, like, by some grace of God, like, Cody ends up winning the title, and it's like, wait, like, that was, like, a five-minute match, and Cody won, mm-hmm. but now it's like, yo, you know ne- there was no build. It was just like, okay, we right. had, you know, that premature, like, fun for five minutes. But now it's like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. Cody's instantly, he beat Roman. Now he doesn't have any competition. There was no build. So it, was, it just feels cheap. It's like that, well, was it uh, Alexa Bliss who came back and just instantly won a title this year? Who, who was it who, like, came back and won the woman's title? we were like, how the fuck did, what? Like, was was it Alexis? No, it was uh, nah, that, Roman's girl. That was um... That was Becky.
4: That was
1: Becky, yeah. I said Roman, but I meant Seth. Like, yeah, like she came back, she won. It was like, okay, so, so now mm-hmm. what? You, you built her up, and now, like, nobody cares. And I don't want Cody to be like that six months after Mania. We're like, well, th- that was fun in WrestleMania. Remember that moment? It's like, yeah, but then there's nothing else. So, yeah,
4: I, yeah, I think I what needs to happen at this point is they mm-hmm. need to ununify the titles. Absolutely. all needs to have a title, SmackDown needs to have one. And even ununified the tag team titles. I think you know having those unified tag team titles kind of messed up mm-hmm. the tag team scene a bit. Um, yeah. I, now I think with the street profits, I think they may be in the process of split, splitting them up.
6: Yeah, um, thank God.
4: This but time. I, I yeah, but I think with with the tag team picture, you got the good brothers. They're back, so they're definitely tag team contenders. So. They might have to unify all those titles and just kind of start over with a clean slate and like okay. Yeah. There's a lot of titles to go around. Let's let's see. Let's see what's good. So you
1: you know what would be interesting and I I'll, I'll make this my last statement for wrestling. What if every year the titles reset? Like, you know, WWE they were like infamous for the Day 1 shit, right? How about Day 1? Mm-hmm. Everybody has to, you know, go through a tournament for the respective title in order to win. You had the Royal Rumble, right? Have a Royal Rumble fucking tournament. Like, that right. It makes sense mm-hmm. in my head. It's like, all right, cool. Day one? Cool. Go to fucking Royal Rumble, and then you get a title shot. But instead of having, you know, that, you have the tournament, like, you know, where people have, like, a second chance. So the person who won the Royal Rumble, we know for a fact that at WrestleMania, they have a title shot. So they have the opportunity right. to win the title, right? But then... Mm-hmm. From now until Mania, then you have that tournament because you're going to have everybody go week for week for the next, what, eight weeks trying to get mm-hmm. into Mania, right? So for eight weeks, right. you have that tournament, and everybody's going to join it. So it's like, oh, cool. I get more matches on Raw. Great. I get more matches on SmackDown. Yeah, because somebody mm-hmm. would say, you know what? Raw brand obviously has their titles and that. So cool. It just For me, it just makes sense to have that day one where it's like, strip everybody of the titles. And the only way you can keep your title is if you had, like, a certain number of wins throughout the year. So if you defended your title at, like, six pay-per-views and you won four times, like, they would say, you know what, they can keep the title. Like, Roman would keep the title. So he wouldn't have Mm -hmm. to deal with it for day one. But you have that tournament gauntlet, and then you have the, what's it called, the Royal Rumble. And then whoever wins the Rumble, obviously they're going to Mania, but they have a chance to lose it. I think they used to Mm -hmm. do this. It was like, okay that match that happened, that pay-per-view that happened in February, whoever was the Royal Rumble winner, they could either like, challenge or be challenged by whoever come February, and if they lose that title like, shot, they wouldn't be able to be at Mania. So it's like, all right, like, I think Miz did that too, but Mm -hmm. either way, I I would love to see that happen.
4: And not to mention, we still had that Money in Bank winner, uh, Austin Theory. Yeah. So, (laughs) What they plan to do with that, I don't know. And they do have another pay per view coming up in November, and that's Crown Mm -hmm. Jewel. So that's the one where we're going to see Roman Reigns versus uh, oh, Logan Paul.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just bring in twenty twenty
4: three at
1: this point. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I forgot all about that shit because they've been doing like UFC type of press runs. (laughs) Oh yeah, so corny. Yeah, so corny. Oh boy, I hate them. I hate them so much. <laughs> what are y'all doing? Oh, well, I mean, that, that that's that for me on wrestling. I'm I'm ready to hear something new from AEW, but that ain't going to happen this week. So.
4: No, nah, <sighs> no. Nah. AEW is like really. I, I don't know. I don't know. They're on booty time to me. To not booty honest. time. Not booty yeah. time. Lord. Yeah. I'm not interested at all.
1: Well, when. You know, do you have any updates for Melanin Matt? Do you, you know, want to shout out the show and everything?
4: Yeah, definitely shout out to my wonderful co-host Pam of the Melanin Matt. And um, like I said, we're just we're just taking some time out, you know, just kind of, you know, doing what we do and we're going to get back together really soon. So, you know, back like we, like we never left. So stay tuned for that. Okay. And actually, before we get out of here, I know we have these
1: three voicemails and then, we're going to quickly allow John to speak his piece. So hopefully he builds those voicemails now because it, it just makes more sense for him to do that. And then Q, I, I really don't want to talk about football this week. It was really bad. Um, but we can talk about that really briefly. And then we're going to get up out of here because it's going to be a short episode for the week. But here go three voicemails.
5: You know, I rarely hear about wrestling podcasts. on here. I want to say that, um, I thank you all for for doing this because I love wrestling. And I'm going to do something special. I'm going to upload the picture of me and Razor Ramon. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm going to tag you three. Much respect and I hope you all prosper. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ryan.
4: Well, yeah, see, you, everybody man. has
0: a photo with Ronan.
5: Yes.
4: He was so loved, yeah. man. Like...
1: Uh, i swear we just talked about them like last month we were like oh like and i'm I'm still trying to find my photo like i think it's probably on facebook because i know i tagged everything on facebook so Mm -hmm. dang man like that's ironic so that's saying something if everybody collectively can say you know what like Mm -hmm. big wrestling fans that wanted photos most Mm -hmm. have a photo
2: with you know sky hall so shout out to him yeah rest in peace to you know sky hall man man mm. good guy gone too soon man. next voice yeah. you what's going on great what's going on g the principal cashly what's going on how y'all feeling tonight i'm all right i'm all right thanks for asking <laughs> it's like nah <laughs> i haven't even been in the wwf scene in a while last thing i heard but the two latest things I heard is that AEW got absorbed into the WWF, and what? Triple H is bringing back the Raw Latitude era. Nah,
4: what's
0: yeah.
2: is, is that what's going on now.
4: Nah, 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 nah. man. You got to start listening I to another man. Nah, you calling it WWF? You might be a little behind. <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, no.
4: <laughs> yeah, he came is, off
6: Mike. <laughs> he was like, "Oh like no!"
4: Like, AEW, nah. That's I don't think Tony Khan will let that happen. His ego wouldn't take that. So, yeah, nah.
6: Mm. Agreed.
3: All right, and we got one more. I really hope Austin Theory does not win the title, and I really hope Roman Reigns kills Sorry. Jake Paul. And I can't wait for Silver to kill the other brother.
1: You know what? I can see it. But since you brought up Austin Theory and nobody likes him, I don't think anybody likes Austin Theory. What Mm-mm. if? Actually, you know what? I don't even want to speak that into existence because that would honestly be the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Is if, because is this, for, this is for the title, right? The Logan Paul versus yeah. Roman thing, right? Mm-hmm if they do that shit and then like bad bunny comes back and we have to deal with, you know what? Let's not talk about it. Let, let's not, let's act like this conversation never happened. Because, yeah, Like I don't, I don't wish that on anybody. On oh, Logan Paul, when it isn't, um, what's his name? Pat McAfee. Isn't he still in the WWE too?
4: He is. And I think he's coming back really soon. Cause I think the football season is almost over. I think college football season is almost over. Oh no. <laughs> We got a long
0: time to go. We only a week. We're entering college football is entering week eight. And they got about seven more weeks in the bowl season. Oh,
4: okay.
0: that, that aligns
4: with okay. the paper. So probably Google. after that,
0: then yeah, yeah. So, well,
1: um, wow, that that was wrestling We got one more, and then we're going to get into football really quick, and then we're going to let John speak his piece. We're going to give him a moment to you know a moment of silence so he can say what he
2: needs to say, and then we're going to get up out of here. So let's go. Nah, it's always gonna be WWF. <laughs> no matter when I decide to tap back in, it's gonna be oh yeah, I'm watching WWF. But no, the last thing I actually actually watched was Roman Reigns leaving to go handle the cat uh the cancer uh situation. And I never tuned back in after that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was yeah, a lot of people, definitely. Though. I, think
4: lot of
1: people, I think a lot of
4: people I think mm-hmm. a lot of people kinda
1: like, you know, took a break because the WWE no wwe i'm saying wwd whatever but the wwe didn't really have direction at that point because mm-hmm. they wanted to build roman up so much but they had buried everybody else like i think wasn't that around that was the time that they were trying to like okay they were trying to get cena back but then he had that the terrible show that was supposed to be like the obstacle course and all that like nobody cared mm-hmm. so you know they were trying to put the titles on like Sheamus and Cesaro and who was the dude, uh, like Jinder Mahal and stuff. is like, nobody wants this. Yeah. like <laughs> well, nobody. It was just a really terrible time in WWE. And mm-hmm. again, the reason for that in my personal opinion is because the people that should have been called up never got called up. Vince kept them at JV, talking about NXT, even though right now NXT is looking like the varsity team, in my personal opinion. Oh, yeah. That's just me mm-hmm. watching recently. Um, yeah, but soon come Soon come, I'm telling you, 2023 is going to be a very good thing. Very good when it comes to that. But he has
2: one more voicemail, and then we'll let Q get into the sports. I know y'all trying to switch over to football and let John get his piece off, but this is my last question. My last question. Is Triple H running the show right now? Is he making you all the moves run. right now? You got them Oh, running. yeah. Oh, yeah. And doing a damn good job.
1: Mm-hmm. Stephanie can play the background. She she han she handles the money, and he handles the matches, just like it should be. Because Steph is great with the finances and the talent, and Triple H is like, you know what? I will be the face of the brand. And even what I think, what's going to happen, even though like he said it would never happen, Shane's going to come back. But though he's so like heartbroken about how his father treated him, that oh, he's yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that would be the only reason why he would come back. He still thinks about the way his father treated him. But I would love to see mm-hmm. that, that trio. But now, you know, I think he kind of stepped out of it because, I mean, his brother-in-law is running things. So it's like, right? Well, if he's running it, why do I need to be here? Right. So. But I can't wait. It's going to be a great thing for 2023. And mm-hmm. I don't want them to sell to Disney anymore. I want them to, you know, get out of that PG era. And do some really good things, but I, I'm done right. with wrestling. Are Are you done as well, Cash? Oh yeah. Know, oh yeah. I know Q is fuming right now because he would love to talk about the <laughs> terrible week that was oh, week my five,
0: God. No, week six, week six. Oh, I mean, week six. It was, <laughs> it was,
1: yeah, that's how bad it
0: was. I forgot the damn week. Oh my goodness! Uh, first of all, before we move into before we move into the NFL, and also, remember, tomorrow, the NBA's regular season kicks off. The two games on TNT, um, but we're going to get into that in, uh in just a little bit, just a little bit, because we're, we're going to save that for next week. But first, mm-hmm. thank you, cashley for, for that wonderful um, wrestling update. Um, yeah. Please be sure, please be sure uh, when Melon and Matt um, relaunches uh, or come off of their hiatus, um that you tune in to that show. Um, they they go really, really in depth into all all world all the worlds of wrestling. Um it is a great listen. Um so I implore each and every one of you that's listening live right now and those of you who um, listen once this episode is published to check them out. It's a great, great show. You I've learned I've learned a lot about I've only listened to like I, um two halves of one episode <laughs> of two episodes um, but I, I did learn a lot you know I am the resident idiot when it comes to wrestling um, <laughs> but I I but I, I have learned a lot um, they really break things down in ways that makes it easy for like the layperson like like me to understand what is going on in wrestling um, even though uh, it still goes over my head like 50,000 times but anyway um, they do a really good job at it. Um, so I definitely um, implore you to listen to them when they are when they come off of their hiatus. All right, Whew. Week six it was pure ass. That's all I gotta say. I mean, there was some there was some story there was some interesting uh, interesting things that happened. The first thing I want to talk about, and we're gonna we're gonna cut this football session really really short. This week, not going to go into our usual, usual spiel about everything that happened in the NFL because, uh, yeah, it was ass. Um, but it was not on my bingo card. Not on my NFL bingo regular season bingo card but the, that the two New York teams, the Giants and the fucking Jets, are nine a collective nine and three after six weeks of the, uh, of the season. The Jets are four and two. They went into, they went into Green Bay yesterday and absolutely. Sucker punch to Packers. Um, there was a block kick, a, a block field goal, a block punt that led to a touchdown. Um, and I, 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 you know what? I'm, I'm going to puke after I say this. Greg, you may have been right. You're welcome. Oh, shut up <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the most surprising thing the most surprising thing to me that I never envisioned coming I'm thinking that it was going to be like a neck and neck race for, to the, for the bottom of the NFC East and look at that division now the New York fucking Giants they're 5-1 and one. they're 5-1 and one. They went. They went to they went into London, beat the beat the Packers. That, and then this past week, in in a uh, MetLife Stadium, RB one. They made RB one uh, t- turn the ball over in back-to-back series that could that decided the game. On the first turnover was RB one. That is Lamar Jackson. For those of you who don't know, why I call him RB one because he's not really a quarterback. He's a running back who masquerades as a quarterback. But anyway. Um, He fumbled, he fumbled, um, which allowed Saquon Barkley to um, get the go-ahead
4: touchdown. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.
0: after that, after that uh, touchdown by Saquon that, had, that allowed the Giants to take the lead, a four point lead, um, late in the fourth quarter, the Giants came back, gave uh, um, RB one fumbled the snap, recovered it, and then threw an interception that sealed the win for the Giants. The Giants are five and one. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it?
6: It
1: Definitely wasn't
0: yeah. me, and the reason why I say that yeah, yeah, like is said, it was not on my. It was not on my bingo card. Yeah, it was not on my NFL bingo card for the season at all. At all. Yeah, this week. Now, was, they could. Um, what? No, I'm saying now they, they could lose six in a row. <laughs> you know, anything is possible in the NFL. But the Giants are five and one, and the Jets, the fucking New York fucking Jets, are four and two. Mm. The NFL is a strange Q. league. The NFL is a strange league. All right. So. I, I hate that this is true, Go Q.
1: Um, because. I, you know what? I'll wait till Lou gets back. Because y'all told me they wouldn't get to six games. They're sure. at four and they've
0: only played six. <laughs> and they look fucking great. Fucking that great. defense. That defense. I, you know what? Robert Sala said. He said he was keeping receipts. He's showing them now. He said yes, he was keeping sir. receipts.
5: Yes. And,
0: and I, I have to – and doing a damn good job. Like, that, that that, defense, the Jets' defense is scary. How about yeah. um, Sauce Gardner taking a cheese
6: head? Beautiful. <laughs> and parading, Beautiful. Around
0: the, parading around the, the – the, Praying around the field, and Alan Lazar came over and knocked it knocked it over. He went and got it back, and he he's literally has been. he after the game, he went. He sat, uh, sauce gardner was signing on signing cheese heads and everything while holding his in his arm. He was exactly. on Twitch. He was on Twitch, and and the cheese head was in the background. That is calm. I love it. That was yeah. absolutely comedy. Like,
1: you have to enjoy wins like that because nobody is talking about the mediocrity of fucking Aaron Rodgers. Nobody is. We, we predicted this shit on this show, Q. All of us collectively said we don't believe the hype. Now, will we be eating our words in four weeks from like, oh, they went four and over the last four weeks because they lost to the fucking Jets? No, because guess what? They set the expectation that they can't meet. When Q said this, At the beginning of the season, you asked us the question, and you were saying the over and under with the records, we did that, but then you asked a very important question. Who was the X Factor in Green Bay? Was it him or Devontae Adams?
0: And honestly, Devontae Adams.
1: Bingo. Clearly. Now some now here's the thing. Some people would say because the Raiders are one and four, that Devontae's not, look at Devontae's stats and then look at all the receivers from Green Bay. That's indicative
0: and, in itself, and and things just got worse because Randall Cobb, the veteran mm-hmm. on the team, the veteran receiver, is likely out for a while or for the entire for the rest of the season with a with a with a severe ankle injury. He yeah. was carted off and he was crying, so yeah. you know that's oh, bad. Yeah,
1: that's weeks, possibly season. Um, I feel no sympathy because the league didn't answer for anything. Honestly, I just don't I don't think any Green Bay quarterback talking about, you know, uh Rogers and uh Farg, they answer for their fuck ups and people will parade them around as if like they are the Jordan or the LeBron of football. And they're really not. They got lucky like any other like do you remember just what nine, ten months ago? People were saying that Matthew Stafford was the best quarterback in the NFL. Boy, were y'all wrong. Have you
0: seen his stats this season so far? Exactly, <laughs> And he had it and he threw a pick six against the fucking Carolina, the Carolina exactly. Tankers. That's what their new name yeah. should be, the Tankers.
1: Well, you said oh, this best Q. Once you figure out their scheme, they're done. You said this with Kansas City. You said this with Buffalo. You've said this with obviously Green Bay. Like you
0: once you're figured out, I, I, I and can't, believe, I, can't I, mean, I mean, everyone has figured out RB one, um, but I can't, you cannot say this about Buffalo anymore. Like I, I Buffalo, that game. So yesterday, the, the chiefs um, hosted the bills in Arrowhead and mm-hmm. everyone thought it was going to be an offensive explosion because they remember the, the divisional playoff last year. I mean, in January where both teams like scored a combined combined 78 points <clears throat> combined 78 points the game went into overtime and I think it was 20 points were scored within was, was scored within the last minute and 15 seconds of, of the fourth quarter mm-hmm. yesterday was a defensive matchup and yep. it, it was one of those boring defensive matchups but then you had the leap mm-hmm Josh Allen. And Mahomes do a critical interception and at the, with a minute, it was like a minute and sixteen seconds left. a, a, a ball he shouldn't have thrown, he should have threw it away. But hey, that was a defensive game. You know why that was a defensive game? And you know why Mahomes was so flustered. One they don't have one, they don't have tight week. So they so like if you look at if you <clears throat> look at the stats, they you couldn't you couldn't you, you couldn't go man coverage against against Tyree Kill.
6: It, just you.
0: it was all you zone. Go. Now uh Kansas City's receivers are getting are getting man getting man-to-man coverage, getting man-to-man coverage, and the zone is now flustering the fuck out of Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. He threw both his interceptions against the zone. Mm-hmm. Second. Second. You know why? You can now, and it's not the Eagles, they're not the best team in the NFL. The best team in the NFL is these Buffalo Bills because of one person. Not his name is not his name is not Josh Allen. His name is Say for me, Greg. Von but, Mill- sure. you got that right? Yep. Von yep. Miller. He's gonna have a third ring.
1: You can bet your life on it. Buffalo's winning this year. The only way Buffalo doesn't win this year, and I'm not even going to say it, is somebody gets injured. I ain't going to say who. I'm going to just say someone. And it's not even a quarterback. If, never mind. But all all I'm going to say is, I believe in Buffalo like everybody else should believe in Buffalo. People didn't believe in Buffalo last year, and it's like, because of Kansas City? Because of them? Here's the thing, with Tyreek Hill, I know I'm about to say something completely egregious, and you know forgive me because I actually mean what I'm about to say. Even with Tyreek Hill, they are not going to beat Buffalo, and Tyreek Hill knows that. He has a better chance of escaping with a, a small margin victory with Miami because they have firepower. Kansas City doesn't have firepower. They have a dated offense. When I say dated, it's like once you figure it out, that's it. That is, that is it. You have Kelsey, and you had Hill. Once that's done, that's done. Versus, you got water. You got so much shit there. It's like, why? Why do they have a spoil of riches? Oh, because it's Miami. No, it's because they believe in their offense winning them games. So, <clears throat> do not be surprised when you see that trophy get held by Josh Allen and you know and stefan diggs i'm i'm really hoping this i'm not even the biggest bills fan i hate the bills i hate the bills for washington and i'm not even a washington fan but i just feel like it's buffalo's year and if they get snubbed out of this year it's because some team came in and upset them and then they lost does that make sense Yeah. like oh yeah like they, you know, the Bills accidentally lost to Miami and then Miami lost to Kansas City. And it's like, fuck, here we go.
0: Like, you know, it'll be some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have a bunch of voicemails. I'm going to play those in a second. But um, yeah, it was out of Washington. It was out of Washington. We, we Goddamn Commanders. Um, we're going to save the drama of Daniel Mark Snyder again. Huh. Would this motherfucker just sell a goddamn team to Jeff Bezos or something? But <clears throat> that we're going to say that for next week. The more breaking news that um, occurred is you know, we all know the Commanders um, played Thursday night football. Uh, yeah, that was a hard game to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg and I actually watched that from Trash X Field. Yeah, I said Trash X because that stadium is the garbage men of the NFL. And in that game, Carson Wentz fractured his finger. He is now uh, expected to be out four to six weeks. So Taylor Heineke, step on up. Yep. Do you think this? I and mean, now, now we know Taylor. We know Car, Taylor has nearly only a percentage of the physical tools that Carson Wentz has. He has a he has a much weaker arm than Carson Wentz, um, but. One, he knows the offense because he ran it mm-hmm. last year. Two, he's more mobile in the pocket and if he sees shit breaking down, he knows that his offensive line is a turnstile. He's getting the yep. fuck out of there. I don't know, like Carson Wentz who's going to just stay and try to make a play downfield and then and, and intercept intercepted for taking a sack. I mean, mm-hmm. Carson, Taylor Heineke took sacks last year but at least he was trying to make a play. And then everything just broke down. And also, Taylor Heineke didn't have the weapons like a healthy Curtis Samuel. hmm when, when Jahan Dotson comes back after his uh, a hamstring injury or a knee injury, something like that, he didn't have a healthy Logan Thomas. Mm-hmm. He, doesn't, he didn't have Brian Robinson. Is this the end for Carson Wentz?
1: It should be. And the reason why I say this, and I'm only saying it once, And I'm standing on it. So please, mark down the timestamp when I say this shit. The Washington Commanders are a wild card seed with Taylor Heineke. I said that, and I stand on it. And the reason why is the locker room stopped believing in Carson Wentz the week he got there. Easily. Without a fucking question. They do not like that man. By any means. So that being said, I want Taylor Haneke to prove why that's his team. I would love to have a quarterback who just has been here and didn't get their shine. And then they get it. And it's like, you know what? I think he's worthwhile, at least for now. And imagine being Taylor Haneke. It's like you you brought Carson Wentz in. Nobody likes Carson Wentz. Nobody. So
0: yeah.
1: I expect Washington to win at least I'd say
0: four out of the next six games. It's okay, not like they have a hard schedule. Let's do Let's do prediction time since um let's do it. comes into town on Sunday. Green Bay. Green Bay. And they're gonna win that game too.
1: That's my prediction. So that's a that's a win for me. I don't give a fuck about Aaron Rodgers being here. So so you lost to the Jets.
0: And uh, And I just lost and You lost bad
1: Yeah, and you lost your number one receiver The same week Bro, y'all are cooked Romelo Dobbs gonna have three touchdowns this week I doubt it Is Aaron Jones gonna run the ball (laughs) Is Lazard gonna show up (laughs) Doubt it Do they even have a tight end I haven't seen a tight end touchdown on the green bay since last year Has he He had a a touchdown all season has he had a no, touchdown all
0: season I, I think he has a couple, but um, he had of uh, he, uh, he he to, to carry the offense yesterday. He's going to have to carry a whole lot. More. More. <clears throat> but
1: like I said, doubt it. When's the last time we've seen Aaron Jones run the ball? I have not seen an Aaron Jones uh, or a uh,
0: two, two, three weeks ago when they played Monday night.
1: I mean, Sunday night. Was with, with anyone watching that game, Q? Nobody watched was. It. I Q, i wasn't watching that i was out with you drinking so nobody was we, watching we that game
0: that, we watched that game we watched it
1: we watched Q, the first i did half not watch the,
0: that We watched the first half of the house and then we yeah
1: i said <laughs> so basically i was drinking and then i went to go drink
6: nobody was watching that
0: game so absolutely not
1: um so run on the schedule i'm saying it's going to be a win for washington on sunday
0: what are you saying? Okay. Let's see. I fully, I fully believe Taylor Heineke is going to lead this team to a second to a, to a second win in a row. Okay, like people sleep, people sleep on Heineke, but um, with Taylor Heineke won this team seven games last year with all the injuries and everything that this team had, he won them seven games. Mm. All right, okay. so we have the Packers next, mm. on, next on Sunday. The Colts, which now goes down in significance because Carson Wentz is out <laughs> um, mm-hmm. the, on the, the, the Sunday before Halloween, the 30th. Then the Vikings, mm-hmm. the game that we're going to. Ooh, that's we're going talking. to that game. Yes. Is, um, and then um, they have the Eagles, who could be going for 10-0. and 0.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't, don't think they're going to. Th- that was my last question of the night. When did the, when did the Eagles lose? And then, Wait a minute, isn't that you Chase that Young's first track? game? Back? Uh, no, they're saying Chase Young may come back for the Colts game. Okay, I can look with that. I can look with that. And then after the Eagles, they have the Houston Texans. That was going the next four to six weeks. And then that six-week uh, window will end against at home at Trash X against the Falcons,
2: who are okay, so- three and three.
1: Okay, so they should win five of the next six games. Convincingly. Putting them honestly, if
0: in they what, win five. If they win five out of six, they would they're currently two and four. So that would they will be, be seven seven and four. No, seven and five. Mm-hmm. Seven and five. Because and um, that. after on December fourth they play at MetLife against the Giants, and then they and then week fourteen is their bye week.
6: Okay.
1: It sounds doable, Q.
0: I'd rather have 7-5 five, than 5-7.
1: Five so, I'm I'm going to go with that. Now, if Aaron Rodgers comes out here and throws out of his mind, well, guess what? One game. So, they would win four out of the last six. That's still playoff contention right there for me. That's and I'm not a six Commanders and, fan.
0: That's that's 6-6. Six and six.
1: Yeah. And that's just the last six games. You know, the next six games. They still have games that they have to play. And... Yeah,
0: their last four. The last four Mm -hmm. is the Giants after the bye on December eighteenth. Christmas Eve in in Levi. In Levi's Mm -hmm. um, against the 49ers. And then New Year's Day, they play the Browns, who will have Deshaun Watson back. And then Mm -hmm. they end the season January eighth, or it could be January seventh, against the hated the, the hated shit turrets. I mean the cowboys. Here at here in Trash X. So right now, like this is
1: the, the sweet spot. Like they, they won all the games they were supposed to lose so far. So I would heavily suspect them <laughs> to just like four out of four out of six, five out of six, I'm cool. That's still what, like you said, seven and five.
6: And then they just need seven to win five, three games
0: five, out. They, they went five out of six. Four out of uh Four out of six. We mean They
6: were at five hundred sixty-six. But
1: I can live with that because you know what? Like that means that they're in contention with the Giants, and everybody knows the NFC North is trash. So that would easily give us the NFC North few... is trash. The
0: NFC yep. West is trash. The NFC South yep. is trash.
1: Yep. Which means we might have the three, used three NFC, the best NFC division, East
6: teams. football.
0: Yep. <laughs> the
1: NFC
6: East we, division football. We might have thoughts.
1: We're going to have three of them, and the, the good thing about it, in my personal opinion, is if the Commanders can somehow just win these games before Dak gets back, even better, because you know what? That knocks him out of the playoff contention, just with records alone, because Dallas could well, them has, been an easy well,
0: well, Dak will be back next week.
1: Well, I, I was looking forward to Cooper Rush, but you know what? The league just insists, so Uh, Again, I want to see Washington in the playoffs. I want to see what they can do without Carson Wentz, though. Because Taylor Haneke almost won something, and naturally, you know, Washington, Washington. But the only thing I'm looking forward to now, Q, is the game that you and I are going to because it is the homecoming of Kirk Cousins, and I can't fucking wait. Isn't this his first game back since he, like, left? This is his first first home game back.
0: I can't. Yes, first game, first game at Trash X since you left.
1: Yeah, because they played them in Minnesota, but they didn't play them in FedEx. Boy, I'm going to be
0: drunk on my ass that day. Trash, Trash X, remember Trash X. Trash am yes, going, and it's at one o'clock. Q. We're going to be shitty,
1: shitty, drunk. <laughs> shitty drunk. Hold on, we got these voicemails. Get these voicemails out of the way, and then we're gonna yeah. let, I'm gonna let John get his shit off before we get up out of here. So I need John to leave the voicemails now and make them continuous because I, I don't want any excuses. Just speak your piece
3: and we're going to leave it there. So hit that button, Q.
6: Matt LaFleur needs to be fired. Agree. Uh, the principal,
5: thank you so much. I'm a Giants fan. Um, the reason why I'm a Giants fan is one of the original teams, but it's my understanding that all the NFC East teams always start off hot and then fizzle when it comes down to the end of the season. Do you see this season, um, any different than all previous seasons? I guess minus the Eagles last championship run. Speak on a Q.
0: Um, is actually a very good question. Very good question. Um, I didn't see this coming. I knew there was a, there was a part of me that said, okay, we know the Eagles are going to be good because now they have an, they now, they, they now have competent pieces around Jalen Hurts. The question about the Eagles was Jalen Hurts. Would he step up? Would he? Do the things that he needs to do now that he has competent receivers, now that he has AJ Brown, and he has Devontae Smith, instead of Jalen Rager and whatever bullshit that they had last year. The question is, the answer to that question is a resounding yes. Will we again we got this is a six game sample, and it's still eleven games to go in the season. All this so that argument can change later in the season. We knew that that fucking team with a star would be competent until Dak got hurt. Got hurt in the first game of the season. No one knew, and I certainly didn't. No one knew that Cooper Rush would come in and competently lead them to four straight wins. And really, like all this nonsense about Cooper Rush taking over as the starter, as the full time starter from Dak. Shut the, everyone, shut the fuck up about that. No. He is a he's a competent backup, but there's a reason why the Cowboys paid that 150 million dollars. He came in, he came in off the bench, gave them four wins. He threw a clunker yesterday against uh, last uh, Sunday Night Football against against the Eagles, but I think that is his ceiling. That is his ceiling. He's not a could he be a starting quarterback if he's put in the right situation in the right system? Maybe the Giants are a complete surprise I did not and this is with a flawed quarterback in Daniel Jones but uh, Brian Dable has come in and he's using every everything that he has on the team to get them to win that is solid if not spectacular coaching because the Giants don't really have a lot of they don't really have a lot of talent they Kadarius Tony bust. Um, uh, uh, Kenny Galladay, where is he? Now, his face should be on a milk carton somewhere. There was questions about Saquon Barkley coming back after all those injuries and whether he's washed. Um, survey says he's not. So, and then the defense losing James Bradbury for absolutely nothing because they couldn't afford him because of the previous regime. And look at what he's doing with the Eagles, and then you go back and you look at what the what the Giants are doing on defense. And, and completely unexpected. When it comes to when it comes to the Commanders, we knew Carson Wentz was going to give up eventually or get hurt, and it's happened. Um, everyone says, even his own head coach said, hey, look, "It's the quarterback," he, but he was saying it in the sense that okay, <clears throat> all the other quarterbacks in the NFC East have had multiple years in there with the, with their respective teams. But you can't say that about the Giants. You can say that about the Jones. You can't say that about the system. Brian Daybone is in his first year as the head coach there. It's coaching. It's coaching. We have bullshit coordinators here in D.C. I mean, in Landover. Bullshit coordinators. Scott Turner needs to be fired. Jack Del Rio needs to be fired. Ron Rivera needs to be fired. The owner needs to die. I mean, I, mean, I shouldn't say that out loud because then I could get sued. Daniel Snyder needs to just disappear off the face of the earth. So to, an- so, to answer your question, this was this start by the NFC East, where the NFC East is combined. That I mean, was just the top three teams in the league. Now the Eagles are six and zero, the Giants are five and one, Cowboys are four and two. That's six, five, eleven, fifteen, and one, two, three, fifteen and three. And then you got the Commanders, the two or four. That was not expected. The NFC East has been called the NFC East for a very, very good reason. You can't say that this year. Now, at least right now. So this, that's just that's my answer in a show. No, it, I, I wasn't expecting it at all, at all. Next voice Here we go. Thank you for that question. Thank you for that question. Here we
3: go. I don't understand how people were calling Matthew Stafford the best quarterback in the league. He led the league in interceptions last year. He's clearly trash. The Rams won that Super Bowl on their defense. Good defense. Me- mediocre quarterback. Agreed. Agreed. Agreed.
0: Now, the only thing that Matthew Stafford had <laughs> with great weapons around him. Cooper Cup. When Odell came, Odell, before he got hurt, before he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, and even in the Super Bowl, Odell looked <laughs> like he had a quarter touchdown. that. But the same mistakes that the same mistakes that Matthew Stafford was doing in Detroit, he was doing them in, he was doing them in L.A. He just—it was disguised because the Rams had an outstanding defense, and the, and the Rams had more offensive weapons than he had in Detroit. But he was still a medium. <laughs> He's still a medium. I have a
1: statement. Um, really quick, just thought about something because you mentioned it. Um, I want Odell Beckham when he's healthy to just go and sign with Buffalo.
0: Just scare the Rams. Well, he is – He um. well, I, it, it, that, would, that would be scary. That would be scary.
6: Well, but but – the reason shirt. why I said that,
1: though. In, okay. Just really quick. The only reason I say that is because the two, him and Von Miller, are the reason why the Rams won the Super Bowl. So it only makes sense since Vaughn moved over to Buffalo to go get another ring that Odell does as well. He doesn't have to do any work because we all know Gabe, Dave, you know Gabe Davis and um, Stephon Diggs box office. So I hope it happens. Um, only other team I like in the AFC honestly is Pittsburgh, and that that's starting to bite me in the ass. But I I, I do enjoy Pittsburgh. But Odell, please sign with Buffalo. So you can go and just get another ring and nobody can say anything to you. Please, just
6: please do it. Please
0: do it. That's it. Okay. Um one last thing um, in washed up, washed up receiver news. Deshaun Jackson is having a, is, is going into a tryout with the Ravens. Uh, he, he He just needs to go back to Compton. Like, cut the shit. <laughs> Fucking
1: cut the shit. Um, I get why, but I just don't understand why. Like he he's not needed. Now I'm just saying you gotta make the money, but that's not the best fit. But I, I'll leave that there because yeah, um we, we got we got some addressing to address. So let, let's get to it, Q. Let, let's right, get let's to
0: it. Go. <clears throat> Here we go.
3: I have to disagree about the Buffalo comment. They are the best team in the NFL, and yes, it is because of Josh Allen, hands down. Von Miller is a great defensive player, but Josh Allen is the reason why the Bills are the Bills. Von Miller won two Super
1: Bowls with his play, be it the final play, of both of said Super Bowls. Tell me where you found the lie, because you can't. Hugh, have I told a lie yet?
0: I don't know. We haven't. Um, but Aaron Donald, we've had the show about lot. Why the Rams won? Oh, I, absolutely, absolutely. But let's not sit here and act
1: like Von Miller did not have a stop for the last play as well. Though no. his stop, oh, he did. Called, yeah. yeah but like, but you know what? I I won't even do it because you know. We've already had enough smoke on this episode, and it's starting to get real cloudy in here. John looks like he has a voicemail, so let's let, let's get to it.
3: Okay, the fantasy topic. When it comes to that, Greg, I do agree that my homeboy did go overboard. If you look in the chat, I did tell him to chill. He was real disrespectful. I apologize on his behalf. Now, when it comes to the trading thing, we're going to have to agree to disagree. But if you're going to give somebody else his team, then I honestly feel you should give somebody else Ashley's team, too. Because ever since she made the trade, not only did she not use any of the players you traded her for, she has yet to even fill up her starting roster. Yeah. I feel like playing her is just an easy win the same way as if you will leave the other team. But
1: where's Cashley at? Where's Cashley at? He's saying that since you did not set your line, (laughs) he's saying since you didn't set your line, you should not have your team. Well,
4: I mean, I, I don't see where I kinda come into this because I'm not colluding with anybody. I'm not Hello. Hello. I'm not PS in trades. So I, I really fail to see where I come into any of this. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Like, hey, let's just not let's let's take her team from her because she forgot to set her lineup that week. But you know what? The guy who's been trading with me. For five weeks. This is His best players that played and outperformed the week before. Let's just go ahead. You know what? Hold on. Let me open this app one more time before we get the fuck out of here. Because, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, we got to cut this shit out. We have to cut this shit out, Q. We have to. Okay, so last week, right? <laughs> All right. South Florida Riders, right? Stephon Diggs had 20-point. Twenty points. Mike Williams had eighteen point forty. Why the fuck would you trade them, yo? What are we doing, Q? What is the what is the reason they beat me that week? One sixty point two six to one forty three forty two highest scoring game of the week, Q. And you know what happened? South Florida Riders traded Stephon Diggs and Mike Williams, who combined for. points, Q. You know who he traded to? The Miami Choppers. Let's see who the Miami Choppers had that week, right? That was a trade for was it Mike Evans and was it Mike Evans and who else? Was it Mike Evans and Jerry Judy? I think it it was Mike Evans and somebody else. Q hold on, give me one second, because I gotta look at this to be sure, because you, you, you know I don't I don't like to BS. So, that week, they had traded Q, Mike Evans and Ezekiel Elliott, for uh, Derrick Henry and Derrick DuVernay, right? So that was... No, that was the 29th. There was a trade after that. That was a fucking trade after that. So, the trade that they had done was... No? Hold on. So you had Tyler Higby and Jerry Judy for David Montgomery and Keenan Allen. That was one of their <laughs> trades. You had the trade mike evans and ezekiel elliott for derrick henry and duvernay and then you had the one prior to that which that's too early so we'll say that was week two or whatever right but Mm -hmm. you traded and i I gotta look at this i have to look this up again because i know for a fact that this trade happened with them where they ended up trading um mike evans I know I saw this trade. So Mike Evans and But there was, an, I swear it was another trade, Q. I know I'm not tripping. Um, oh, that was the one that we vetoed. We fucking vetoed that trade. So he wanted to trade Mike Williams and Stephon Diggs on the 14th, Q. So remember that date. Uh, and please tell me what day week 14 was. I'm sorry, uh, September 14th was. Because that trade September was going to be Mike
0: Williams. was Wednesday. No, we,
1: like what football week was that? That was week one. That was week one. After of week one, we heading into week two. <clears throat> yeah. So, week one, they wanted to trade Mike Williams and Stephon Diggs for George Kittle, Jerry Judy, and Derrick Henry. Let's go and look up week one. Why don't we? Because since we're here, since we are here, Q. So, week one, um, Stephon Diggs had 22.20 points, right? And Mike Williams had mm-hmm. two points. He had two points, which is like alright, cool. Like, you know, I like Ken Allen did good that week. Mike Williams had two points. You decided you wanted to trade Mike Williams and Stefan Diggs for, and let me just go back for record, for emphasis, the Miami Choppers, they wanted to trade Q. Derek Henry, Jerry Judy, and who was the third person? George Kittle. Remember, George Kittle didn't play that week, so that was zero points, right? Derek Henry had 8.2 points, and Jerry Judy had 18.2. Please explain to me where the fucking fa- the fair trade was. Mm, I, I don't see it. Sound like collusion to me. But we have some voicemails.
3: Let's get to it. But again, we're going to agree to disagree when it comes to the trading. At the end of the day, I don't feel like my team is stacked. Yes, I'm four and one, but I don't even have that many points. So again, we're going to agree to to, um disagree. Your team still sucks, even though you have that lot side of trade, and we'll see how the season ends.
1: Now, Lou is in the chat. Thank God, he says that his team is not stacked. Lou, when I say this, I mean this. now that we've gotten rid of one cheater, we still have one who can't cheat anymore. So, yes, they're four and one because we just banned the person literally Thursday, right? So, John, shout out to John. After he's made three absolutely egregious trades, he has the best quarterback in football in Josh Allen. He has Cortland Sutton, who's not really doing good tonight, but whatever. You have Mike Evans, Curtis Samuel. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Curtis Samuel. for This week, this is where you're starting. Josh Allen, Cortland Sutton, Mike Evans, uh, C- uh, Curtis Samuel, and Cortland Sutton. I'm sorry, Nick Chubb, hold David on, Montgomery. Before you, before you, uh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. before you, yeah, finish that, let's bring Lou up. Let's bring oh Lou up. boy, Eater Dieter. Can't
1: wait. Lou was ready to go. Lou was ready to go. We ain't gonna be on here no, This old. is
0: Lou. Gonna, this is Lou coming off the bench. Off of Lou 10, said, 10, "You uh, know what? I got <laughs> three quarters." <laughs> Lou said, "You know what? I got time today."
1: But let, let me finish reading off his lineup. This is after three trades, and now that his team, you know, the guy that has been banned no longer, his team doesn't matter. Even though they've won this week because they literally just made a lopsided trade. This is Big Man, aka John. This is his lineup. Well, this week after making those three egregious trades, Josh Allen. Best quarterback in the league, arguably. Am I lying? Nope. Okay, cool. We got court. We have Cortland Sutton with Denver, who is the wide receiver one. We have Mike Evans from Tampa Bay, who is, guess what? Wide receiver one. We have Curtis Samuel for the Washington Commanders, who is, guess what? Wide receiver one. We have Nick Chubb, no, who just last... No. <laughs> oh, he's, he's wide receiver two. I'm sorry. Receiver I'm sorry. Wide <laughs> receiver two. But Q, here's the thing. He's wide receiver two, but he's wide receiver three on his team on fantasy, right? Running back one for John's team is Nick Chubb. Running back number two, David Montgomery. Now, mind you, the only reason he made this trade, we can be completely honest here because I know he likes to bullshit. The week that he made that trade, guess what happened? He made that trade after David Montgomery had 12 rushing attempts for uh, 20 rush yards, a rush touchdown, four targets, four receptions for 62 yards. He would have not fucking traded for David Montgomery the week before where he honestly, I don't even think he played. He didn't even play week four. And then the week before that in Houston, exactly. In Houston, Q, he had Q, but here's the thing. Week three, David Montgomery had three rushing attempts for, guess what? 11 yards, right? Because he got hurt. He got hurt. he He got hurt. Of course. Of course. But let me keep going. So then his tight end, George Kittle, the guy that, guess what happened? He wanted to do what? Trade him, right? we vetoed that trade. So congratulations. You kept arguably the top five tight end in football right now. So you got that. Then you had Ramon Stevenson. You have Ramon Stevenson. Really good pickup on waivers, but not waivers. Um, He picked him up in the draft, one of his late picks. Shout out to you. You're doing amazing. Then you have Brandon IU. You picked him up off of waivers two weeks ago. You have Devin Singletary, right? Got him in the draft. You have Garrett Everett, who has done less than nothing for you. Ezekiel Elliott is giving you uh, 15.10 points off the bench, and guess what? You got him in a trade. You have Allen Robinson, who was your starter for the first three weeks. You put him on the bench, and you know what he did this week? Performed. Gave you 14.8 points. Keenan Allen, only reason you still have him on your bench instead of your IRs because one, you're not that smart when it comes to using your IR spots, but two, guess what? He's been out. So when he is actually healthy, you know what the fucked up part about this is, Q? He has more players that he got from trades that he can actually fucking start. It's it's ridiculous. It's like you you made all these stupid ass trades and you can't start half the people you traded. Like, what are we doing? Like, Q, on any given week, right? Let's just use week seven, for example, right? Keenan Allen will probably mm-hmm. you know, probably be out against um Seattle, right? So his lineup has to be. Because guess who else is out? Josh Allen. He's already made his lineup for next week. You have Geno Smith, Cortland Sutton, Mike Evans, Kenan Allen if he plays, Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, George Kittle, Ramon, uh, Ramonte Stevenson. And then on his bench, he has fucking Brandon Ayuk, David Montgomery, Josh Allen on a bye, Devin Singletary on a bye, Garrett Everett, Curtis Samuel, and Allen Robinson. Guess what, sir? You're losing that week. You're fucking losing that week. And the reason why I say that is because guess what? Keenan Allen's probably going to be out. They've already marked him out. But you know what you did? No, but no, he's out. Again, (laughs) they already said he's not going to start on Sunday. He's not ready. (laughs) He's not ready. So for week seven, the only other receiver he has is Brandon Ayoub going against Kansas City. Meanwhile, the guy that he traded all these fucking trades for Q. South Florida Riders. Guess what his fucking lineup is this week. His lineup is Jalen Hurst, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Mike Williams, Leonard Fournette, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, James Robinson, Derrick Henry, uh, Romello uh, Dobbs from Green Bay, Kareem Hunt, Dobbins uh, from Baltimore, Derek Carr, DuVernay, Tyler Higbee, Jerry Judy. Right now here. Here, John is where you know you fucked up. Derrick Henry was playing this week against the Colts. You know where he is now on the guy you traded to's bench. And remember what we said at the beginning of the show: the lineups don't change. So whoever is playing uh, South Florida Riders, who and we can look at this queue, who is playing South Florida Riders for Week Seven? Um, Liberty and Justin's fall right. -hmm. They're predicted to win 71-19 to 62 because guess what? Jalen Hurts isn't starting. Stephon Diggs isn't starting. Miles Sanders isn't starting. Dallas Goddard isn't starting. The fucking Philly defense isn't starting. He's lost this game. You'll not imagine being in a fantasy football league where fucking Derrick Henry will never start against you in any game for the rest of the season. Imagine fucking that. The, who, who, the Eagles are what now? Five and one? You don't even have to worry about six playing Jalen oh. Hurst. Ooh, six and oh. You don't yeah, have eight, to worry about playing oh. Jalen Hurst. You don't have to worry about playing Jalen Hurst because that's what? The guy who had him can't even fucking play anymore. He can't pick his lineups for the rest of the season because John had to have a loaded roster of people that all he knew was name recognition. He didn't think, you know what? I'm trading all these people, but I'm going to need them in two weeks. Who the fuck trades Derrick Henry? Really? Were you thinking? What was the reason? What was the fucking reason? The reason why I ask this question is because everybody agrees. It was the dumbest fucking trade thing. I've never seen anybody trade Derrick Henry. Even when he was injured, people were like, you know what? I'll just put him on IR. (laughs) I'll put him on fucking IR. (laughs) You have IR spots, bro. You don't know football like we do. You've had Keenan Allen sitting on your bench for three weeks instead of using the IR spots that you have. But you know what you did do? You traded for him. You fucking traded for him. So you don't know football. You keep saying, oh, I know my lineups. This is No, you don't, John. And I, and the reason why I get so upset about this shit is because y'all keep trying to pacify this shit as if, like, like Cashley had done something wrong for making a trade that she wanted to make. But y'all were colluding with each other. Y'all friends, y'all bros. And you know what you said to him? And you know what you said to us in the chat? was this? Nobody else wanted to trade with me because nobody wants to give you four fucking players for two. Nobody. Bro, you just presented a trade to me tonight. Here's the fucking trade. He wants me to give him Dalvin Cook and Devontae Adams for Curtis Samuel, Devin Singletary, and Allen Robinson. Are you fucking kidding? I'm done. Man. I'm, oh, done. Man. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Are you shitting me? You know what? This is the first I said time enough. I
6: laughed all day. <laughs> oh, my God. No, let me
1: let, let, let me let me read that trade again. He really wants—he thinks I'm going to give him Dalvin Cook and Devontae Adams for Curtis Samuels, Devin Singletary, and fucking Allen Robinson.
6: Is it crack? Is it fucking crack? Can I ask a question to John real quick? <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> you know what? John, you know what? He I, wants I want- no, no. no I'll, let me ask come him come this up. question real quick. Oh, he wants to all come right, on. Oh, really, please. On. All right. Mm-hmm. Let him. Well, if you want to let him come on, let him come on. Because I got a question
0: I for him, him. I let him come on. Because entertaining. Here we go. All
6: right.
5: There he is.
6: The man of the hours. All right. What's you your question? Time. Is <laughs> your first year playing fantasy football? Absolutely not. How many years have you been playing?
3: I, um, 10 years. I don't know. why I haven't kept Cowboy. It's
6: been a long time. Okay. Now, what you said earlier in one of your voicemails was that your team isn't stacked. Okay. Now, granted, yeah, that's partly what you want to do in fantasy football, but you also have to strategize. When you make trades, you have to look at the schedule three, four, five weeks in advance. You can't just go after big names like he said. You can't do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just, I hear you. I'm just, you Listen. You, I'm, Ahead, the only reason
3: why the only reason why we made two additional trades because you guys beat vetoed. <laughs> <Husky. laughs> you guys
6: beat up, beat up
3: I honestly, honestly, the veto trade. All I was trying to do was get a number one receiver that I was comfortable with throughout the whole season. I was not comfortable with Sutton or Judy. They play on the same team. Russell Wilson is playing like shit. I was trying to get a number one receiver. I was willing to give up Derrick Henry for Stefan Diggs. In order for me to get Stefan Diggs, I had to give him Henry and Kittle. And somebody else I, I threw in there. That's again the only you went with Nate. I that trade. This I would to make my trade, I would no more trades.
1: This is the only reason I'm gonna cut you off. That sounds good to somebody who doesn't know what your lineup was for week one. Bro, you had Josh Allen as your starter. You had uh, Cortland Sutton. We easily knew. Like, the reason why he was drafted so high is because of the fact that he had Russell Wilson. Nobody could predict that Russell Wilson was going to play bad. You had Allen Robbins, who came over to replace Odell. You drafted him. This is week one, my guy. Then you had Jerry Judy, who everybody was like, wait, wait, okay. Like, you picked Jerry Judy, but you picked him. You didn't realize that you picked both. Oh no, hold on, let me finish. You didn't realize you picked both of the Denver receivers out of everybody in the entire fucking tribe? You said, you know what? I'm going to just pick the wide receiver one and the wide receiver two. And then God blessed you because you ended up with fucking Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. But then God blessed you even more because they're like, you know what? We're going to give him Juju Schuster, who everybody knew went to Kansas City to replace who? Q, please tell me who the fuck he replaced. Please, Lou, tell me who the fuck he replaced. Tyreek Hill? Absolutely. Right. So he makes him really what true. now you, yeah. So you have not only not one, not two, but you have three wide receiver ones in your fucking lineup. Let's not talk about your fucking bench. You had George fucking Kittle. You had George Kittle on your bench week one. I get it. He didn't play. But you know who you had as a backup? Tyler Higby, who everybody knows is the security blanket to who? Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. Right. But then you said you needed a wide receiver one. Did you not? Fucking remember that you had Devontae Smith on your bench, who was a wide receiver one for the Eagles, who at that point was guess what? Good. And then you still had Jarvis Landry, who scored you 14 points on the bench. You still had David, uh, Devin Singletary on the bench, who gave you seven points. You had two defenses when you're like, you know what? Cool. You didn't even have the worth to say, you know what, even when Jarvis Landry, you know, he played or whatever, you had a player that you could have put in IR. We gave you not one, not two, not three, but four IR spots. You know what you said? Nah, not good enough. I got to trade people that I know are injured this week, but we will be playing next week. You intentionally went and got Mike Evans because you knew for a fact that he was suspended that one game, but he would be starting next week. So now, everybody that you've traded recently, guess what? They're doing good. And you know what the team you have now is? Bare minimum. So, yes, my team, I can say, you know what? My team is shit this week. For the past three weeks, they have been garbage. But you know what? I strategize. I can go over my lineup and tell you exactly why I fucking picked them. And I'll exactly. Exactly. You still you beat me after trading a three for two trade, bro, for players who averaged twenty points over the last three weeks. Are you shit team me? Like, what are we doing? Like, what are you? Every every player you traded for, they did good the week you traded them, and then they did nothing the week after. You literally traded for Derrick Henry, who's sitting on somebody's bench, and they can never be played again.
3: Does that is so that registered I away? Derek Henry, I didn't trade for him. I him
1: away. Like, 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 like I just said, you traded Derrick Henry, and now he's sitting on someone else's bench doing nothing for the rest of the season. Did he I not say no that? Game Actually, I swear
3: he had no game this week. That's why he's on the bench. You traded him two weeks ago, and he played one week, and this week he had no game. No, he has no game this week because guess what? It's called a bye week. Exactly.
1: It's a bye week. Everybody has, every, here's the thing. Everybody has a bye week. But you know who you traded with? Your homeboy. Your homeboy didn't even want to start him this week. He had him on the bench. And you know why? He could have no him this week on a bye week. Exactly. And as a result, for the rest of the season, because your friend couldn't contain himself, now Derrick Henry won't play another game for the rest of the season, ruining a league that honestly was competitive until you guys started making lopsided trades. And let me just ask you a stupid question because you know what? It's stupid question day because clearly like your friend, he's an idiot because, I mean, he traded with you three times and now he can't play and then you can't trade with anybody because nobody trusts you. But there's that. So when it comes to this league, right, just, just just, answer this question for me. If you win this league, how will you feel knowing you won a league where you trade with your friend, all of his good players, for all your
3: mediocre players, and then you might potentially win a league. More importantly, wait, if you how don't... Wait, how are you saying I traded away mediocre players? What mediocre, mediocre players bro, did I trade you as literally as? Traded, traded away... Jer- you, you traded away Jerry Judy after drafting him because you had Courtland Sutton. Like, you didn't pick these players. Okay, I put Jerry Judy... I put Jerry Judy with who, though? Bro, oh, my God. I didn't Let's go. The <laughs> George you, you put him George with George was Kittle, Kittle bro! Was <laughs> was for? For the first three and weeks of the NFL and season. And season. And oh, and who God. else? And who else? He said and who else, like he forgot the treatment. Derek, like, he for... Derek Henry.
6: Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry,
3: bro. In order, for... to... in order for me to get Mike Evans, the conversation was I had to give him Derek Henry. I had to give him Derek um, Derrick Henry. Points for points for points. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is why you can't do. Points, points. This is why you can't. This, ladies and gentlemen, this should be indicative of you have to be able to play fantasy football with people who know fantasy football. John I thinks he football. knows fantasy football. No, you know how to trade with people that are your friends. You know how to try to go and look at a name recognition. If I, that was ask, thing,
3: I would. I can ask every last one of you. I tried trading with Lou. I tried trading with yeah. you. I tried yeah, trading you. with. I tried trading with um, Quentin. I tried trading with Ashley. Now, the the trade with you and Ashley, you traded away Cook. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You, yes, you traded let's talk away, about it. You traded away Cook, who averages eight damn points. Pitts, who averages Keep five. Going. Points. Keep going. Gibbs, who averages nine points. Four. Eckler, who's averaging eighteen, and Waddle, who's averaging fourteen. Her two best yes, that players. Is a- that Girl, her two best ride. players. That was her two sir, best players.
1: That was that was, two best. Have you seen her team? She's averaging more points without them than she was with because she didn't have room for them, and she ended up with not only the wide receiver one for Houston in an offense that needed them with Brandon Cooks. She also ended with Antonio Gibson, and nobody was expecting Brian Robinson to come back and automatically take that job. Q,
0: did you expect that on Thursday night when we went to that game? I didn't. Did you? No, not 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 yeah. coming on after being shot. It's hello.
1: So you're trying to tell me my trade was worse than you trading fucking
0: George Kittle and Derek Henry. George Kittle had two touchdowns. This time. Hello, hello.
3: So yeah, yes, yeah, sir. If you're saying the so, one trade that so, somebody George, else made this year, I'm telling you, you're saying George Kittle was a good was a good player. It's so also Derek Derek Henry correct? I was, Q uh, Q Cook, Lou Cashley. Let,
1: let me let me let me, just, let me let me just say this: You were willing to trade George Kittle because he was out; he could not comfortably fucking play for the first three weeks. That's why we vetoed. We could, you we vetoed your trade because you were trying to trade somebody who could not play so for three so literally You literally could not. So when you traded Cook, Pitts, and Gibson, both Pitts and Gibson were hurt. Pitts was questionable the entire fucking week from Thursday to Sunday. But you know what he is? A top three fucking tight
3: end. Averaging five points. Mm-hmm. In the league. Averaging five points. Aver- averaging week that's three, necessary. bro. This that's three that's weeks. That, that's it. That's- that is the equivalent of
1: you trading fucking George Kittle. Are you seeing the concept here? I'm trading players who actually played versus you trade like trading people who had not played a fucking game. Because they hadn't good. given you points. It was week you were week trying one. to tra- Okay, so you're, you're making my point.
3: You're trading people week one because they didn't yeah, produce did? numbers. Who, who makes a fucking trade, trade week, week one? I didn't. I didn't trade him because he didn't produce numbers. I no, traded. No, no, you didn't trade him because we vetoed. Him. I wanted. We vetoed that trade. Exactly. Exactly. The reason why I put him on the trade is because the person who I was trading with wanted him for me to get Stefan Diggs.
1: You were willing to trade Derrick Henry and George Kittle for fucking Stephon Diggs. Do you not see how fucking and, stupid that is? And Mike Williams. And Mike Williams, who, like I said, and I broke down the points for you because guess what—he's so the wide receiver. He's... Two. No, 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 no—he's the wide receiver two on that team outside of what's the name, right? Ke- now, Allen. When I say that. Keenan, Keenan, Keenan Allen, Allen, right?
6: Keenan Allen's been out for how long now? He
3: exactly. was not out when I, he was not out when the trade happened. No, but here's the funniest fucking part about the whole shit. You were so adamant about trading for Mike, you know, trading
1: Mike Williams only to go and trade for Keenan Allen, and he's out. Bro, are you shitting me? Like, do you not see? Do you not see the collusion there? I'm I'm putting it in, in front of your face because you made the trades. You you wanted to trade away Mike Williams, and you did, and then you know who you ended up with? I, I never Funky had Keenan Allen. Who's, bro? You said you just traded a... Oh my! Oh my God, yo! The person who you I was you never had in my you don't had, even remember you had, never, bro you don't you do, reme- I bro, had, you do not remember bro you do not remember your lineups from on week one I never do had not Williams. remember your lineups, bro. Do you- I never had Williams. Please let me go to this, yo. I, I think we can end the podcast
3: after this. <laughs> this is ridiculous, y'all. I, you really, <laughs> <laughs> yo. You really, oh, yo. You. I know did what? have my. I'm tripping. Yes, I did have my. Are list. you shitting me? The, Yo, how do I know your lineups? Because you trade too much.
1: You trade—you literally had two receivers, the wide receiver one and the wide receiver two, from two teams. Denver, no, 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 no. No no, 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 no,
3: I did not have Mike Williams. I did not have Mike Williams. I was Oh, I, oh I, my I, God. To, you tried—bro, you tried— I did not have Mike Williams. I mean, you're not understanding you what I'm saying. Go to my roster. You, you're so not understanding what I'm saying. I did not have Mike Williams. Okay.
1: Like I just said to you, sorry. Like I just said to you, this is going to be the funniest episode ever because— Either way, if that trade would have went through, you know what you would have had? You would have had fucking Keenan Allen and
3: Mike Williams. And you would have had Cortland Sutton. Whoa. And you would have had... Yes, you're, you are mixing up trades. You're mixing up trades. The very first trade that you guys vetoed, I was going after Stephon Diggs. And you guys vetoed it. Because I, I was willing to give away Steph- Stephon Diggs for Derrick Henry. And and George Kittle. You're mixing the you're, <laughs> mixing the you're mixing the um trades up. The trade that you guys let go through was me getting. Um, yeah, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. I forget what I I got. Mike Evans because like, did not did not. I got Mike mm-hmm. Evans. I got Mike Evans. You said Mike Williams. I got Mike Evans. And the only reason why I got Mike Evans is because. The guy was not willing to trade Stephon Diggs
1: anymore, bro. Can I can I say can I say this to you? The trade we vetoed, and I'm trying to make clarity for you, right? So you have Keenan Allen, right? However, if we would have allowed that first trade to go through, like I was trying to say to you, you would have ended up getting Stephon Diggs and Mike Williams, which, like I fucking just said, you would have ended up with Keenan Allen and Mike
3: Williams, Courtland Sutton if and I Jerry Judy. You would have had his no. Here's the thing: if we would have let you, if If the first trade would have went through, if the first trade would have went through, I would have not traded anymore because I would have been, I would have felt my team was set. That's a a fucking lie. That's a lie because you've been trying to trade Jerry
1: Judy three times. Oh, you know what? This is this is ridiculous. Because this man's clearly made three trades trying to get wide receiver I've ones trades. for the team. I made two trades. You, you made three trades, bro. We—I'm literally looking at league two, transactions. transactions. Okay, so you okay? So your first your first trade was vetoed, right? First exactly. one was vetoed, right? So that exactly. one was done. Mike Evans and Ezekiel Elliott, right? So you had that. That's two trades, right? Then you have which one is this one? You have. Let me just keep going. Tyler Higby and Jerry Judy for David Montgomery and Keenan Allen. Did you forget that one? That's three fucking trades you attempted to make. On top of the other ones that you tried to make, that honestly we said, you know what? These might be good trades. And then we looked at your lot of us like, yo, is he only going for the names that he knows instead of the actual positions that they play? Because you had more players. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. You had more players in these trades than you could actually start. Right now, you can't even start half the people you traded for. It's impossible. So you just have a whole I bunch of like people that you can't
3: start. Everybody who I traded for is playing except Ezekiel Elliott. And I would like, start I, Keenan Abbott if he wasn't hurt. Like, did you, are you some, are you, okay. Q,
1: Lou, Cashley, let's <laughs> say this, is, this, is, this is retarded. Because <laughs> I'm sitting <in> here <laughs> like, what are, we, what are we doing? I just told him, I was like, you have more players than you can actually start. And he's like, yeah, I would start them if they could play. Well, guess what? They can't play because
3: guess what? You don't have because, room for them to start because he's hurt. If I would just, Bro. if Keenan Allen was available, Keenan Allen would, would would be in my starting lineup. Where would you fit him in? Please explain. I, I, I would get rid of Samuel
1: immediately. Where, where, where would he start? Where would he start? Would you replace would start for Keenan for Samuel. Allen? Samuel. You would take out Curtis Samuel and put for a halfway yes. injured Keenan Allen. Yes. We, we 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 can end the show here. Um so ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to YBB Sports Desk. Uh I am Greg, that is Q, that is Lou, that is Cashley, and this guy who is on our show, he is the guy who colluded with the rest of the league. To, I will still beat you next week. <laughs> oh my god, y'all. This, this is ridiculous. But me me but, but meanwhile meanwhile, oh let, let me let me just finish one you know one thing. So this week coming up His starting lineup is Geno Smith, Cortland Sutton, Mike Evans, and injured Keenan Allen, Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, George Kittle, Ramonte Stevens, and then his bench is Brandon Ayuk, David Montgomery, Josh Allen, uh, Devin Singletary, Gerald Everett, Curtis Samuels, Allen Robinson, that's also on a bye. His kicker is Ryan Suckup with Tampa Bay, and then, unfortunately, he doesn't realize that you don't need to ride two defenses the entire year. He also has the Rams and the Buffaloes, right? And guess what? Next week, they're both on buy. So you have to drop one. You don't know fantasy football, bro. But with that being said, thank and you for listening to YBB too. Sports. That's I, I am Greg. Too. That is Q. That is Lou. And that is Cashy. <laughs> we have been having a great episode and we will see you next week. Peace. Yes, we will see you all next week. host everybody.
6: <laughs> Peace out, y'all.
3: Peace out. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password?